Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to our very first Amrix weekly episode here. Uh, we're one weekend into the 2018-19 season. It, I guess you could say it's been an okay weekend on the hockey side. Uh, the Sabres went 1-1, and Amrix not so much 0-2. Um, but we'll kind of find out what's going on down in Rochester because you have to wait next week to hear Bill and I's thoughts on uh, the Sabres few games here. The Sabres actually play tonight, or I'm sorry, this afternoon uh, against the Vegas Golden Knights. We'll see if they can kind of keep the winning ways going after picking up a win yesterday against the, I'm sorry, Saturday against the Rangers. So I am joined by someone I've interacted with a lot on social media, but never really in well, in person or over a podcast like this. But I'm pretty excited about this weekly i guess say segment episode we're gonna be kind of doing here uh going forward this season so i am joined by keith wozniak of let's go amrix the excellent rochester americans hockey blog keith man what is going on hey what's up Chad? not much uh just struggling through uh through the weekend after a couple of tough tough losses but it's great to finally chat with you and you know we've interacted a lot online and you take our players we develop your players and <laughs> we support your players and now we're here to talk about some more. Well, I, I'm my goal here is by like three or four weeks in here to be arguing over a stealing your players. So that, that's kind of what I'm looking forward to over the next few weeks, <laughs> a month. <laughs> well, we can, uh, we can talk later about who we can offer up first. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. Sounds good. So like you mentioned, we'll kind of get right into it here. I don't want to waste too much time because get right to the hockey talk here. So like you said, over the weekend, it didn't really go great. They lost six to two on Friday and four to two on Saturday both to Charlotte. So I don't know, you're outscored 10 to four in your first two games, both in your building. I don't know what, what kind of happened. What, what went wrong here for them? You know, the score, the score says 10 to four. It's pretty bad, but I will say one bright spot was Scott Wedgwood. That the score is interesting. You would say that. Yeah, it was, you know, one point after, after the game on Friday night, uh, Chris Taylor joked in the post game that, you know, he wanted to have the defenders just stay at the top of the circle. So Wedgwood would face some more shots and help his goals against average out uh, <laughs> because the score just <laughs> does not portray, you know, it, it's not on him in any way. Um, you know, maybe there's one goal on Friday night that slipped through his pads, but other than that, he was, you know, there's a lot of question marks coming into the season of, you know, hey, this guy hasn't played a lot. And obviously, he has things to work on like everybody else does, but he was right. he was pretty solid in that. Um, you know, just like anything else, he just did not have the support in front of him. Uh, you know, power play goals against, uh, there's a shorthanded goal against. So it was, it was stacked against him, but he was solid both nights. And, you know, somebody to replace Allmark down here, he's opening weekend, you know, Gained some confidence in us. Oh, other other than that, it was, you know, leading up to the games, the team, the players, coaches, management, you know, they all talked about needing to play a tougher game, a, you know, skilled game, a fast game. And 
once the puck dropped on Friday night, it looked like everything went out the window. Um, you know, it was it was just like they were playing for the very first time for a lot of these guys, and and they caught up quick. And Charlotte scored two in the first period. Um, you know, the Emmerichs got tied it up in the second, and then everything just went out the window from there on in the third period on Friday night. Looking at the defense that Rochester has, Gooley's on there, Pilot's on there, Hickey, Borgen, and then you have veterans like Redmond who's playing, and Fadoon is down there. It's, I'm assuming if the goaltender was fine, then I'm going to have defensive lapses all over the ice. Am I, you know, I, mean, I, I didn't watch a lot of either game, so that, that's my guess looking at the score sheet. Am I kind of accurate there? Yeah, it was, uh, you know, I go back to the post game. Another comment that Chris Taylor made was he was just amazed. And one of the things he said is he saw mistakes that he's never seen before. Um, you know, it was all of a sudden they had the puck in the offensive zone. And next thing you know, when the defenseman decided they wanted to try to take the puck and score. And next thing you know, the blue line opened. Um, you know, and it was just, they weren't playing as a team. And anyway, Fadoon, who has been solid, he was, he was making some plays and trying to block shots in a way I've never seen him try to before. And there was, you know, there was queries and he didn't play on Saturday night. He came out of the lineup and Jack Doherty went in. Interesting. Um, you know, you look at, you know, I think Gooley was missed part of the first period on Wednesday after a high stick or a puck to the face, but he was fine. He's not injured. Um, he's fine after that, but it just, you know, defensive players, they just didn't seem to have, chemistry i guess you could say that they you know you kind of used to know who's going where and who's staying back or who's pinching up and that just that didn't exist lawrence pilot was one player who in the first period on friday night he looked he looked a little lost um just in terms of the offensive game but as the game went on he he got better and then he scored his first goal and on the power play and from there he was just like he was in the sabers preseason he looked you know steady and settled down and yeah, I definitely looked like one of the better defensemen out there. So I'm, I'm going to stick with Pilot here before I get into other prospects because we're, we're around now. So it's, you know, like you said, he's a guy who kind of caught a lot of, I guess, people off by surprise how NHL ready he did look in training camp. And you can make an argument that he was the best Sabres defenseman throughout of training camp, which is kind of crazy. And I have expected him possibly to get an opportunity out of camp. Now with the waiver situation, it makes sense why they sent him down and, Again, this, he's 22 years old. This is his first year in North America, so it makes sense to get him some seasoning. But I'm, I'm kind of curious. If he can, you know, find some consistency, if he can keep it together uh, and, you know, put maybe a couple of weeks together of this, do you think there's a good chance he's not going to be down there long if there's an injury or if the defense up in Buffalo struggles? If there's an injury or if there's – I don't think so much struggle. Uh, that, that's probably going to depend on how the Sabres are doing otherwise in the standings. But, right. you know, you have to – Patience is, is hard for everybody around Western Air. We all know that. Right. Of course. But they're, they're, you know, you look at Gooley last year. The reason they kept, one of the reasons they kept him down here for so long is these guys still make a lot of mistakes in the game. In the AHL, if you make a mistake, you can quickly cover for it and it's not going to burn you. NHL, you make one little mistake and it's a goal against and then your confidence is out the window. Your team is, you know, hangs their head, your fans are booing and it's, it's the end of the world. Right now in the AHL, you make those same mistakes. You turn a puck over, you know it's whatever. It's hey, go right back out to the next shift. You're not, you know, you're not going to sit at the end of the bench or only play another, you know, ninety seconds in the game like you would in the NHL. He can play down here top minutes, keep playing, make a mistake, 
go back out there and do it again. It's not the end of the world. You may hear, you know, you may hear people complain on social media, but <laughs> it's all part of the, they say the, the learning and, you know, development. That's, that's really what it comes down to. And that's what Ghoulie went through last year. And, you know, and it paid off for him. So we kind of talked about Ghoulie a little bit. We talked about Pilot. Uh, one last guy I want to ask you about defense where you flip some forwards here. Uh, what about Will Borgen's day, the first two uh, days? I mean, he, I think he had an all right camp up here. You can definitely tell he's definitely not NHL ready yet, but he definitely brings a physical side that he showed, you know, with the Sabres throughout the preseason. So how did he look his first two nights at Rochester? Sometimes the best defenseman are the defensemen you don't see. Um, you know, there's nothing I could say about his game that, you know, was stood out or was bad. Um, you know, he, that's the way he was at the end of last season. He, he plays a, a simple game, you know, in his own words that, Hey, when he gets the puck, he gets out of his zone and goes down and keeps it in the other zone. He's not looking to score goals. He's not going to go on breakaways, but you know, he's going to be an anchor back there. And, and that, that's really all I can say. I can't really think of anything that stood out, you know, one way or the other about Morgan, which is, which is what we're going to see out of him eventually. Yeah, I mean, that's what you want, you know, and that's he's that stay-at-home guy. He's not going to be anything flashy. He's not going to run up the points for you or anything. And, you know, I was kind of honestly hoping you would say that. I was like, yeah, he was fine because that's kind of what I expected him. You know, for me, he was kind of a guy. He played with Rasmus Dahlin a little bit to start the training camp, which I thought maybe he's interesting. That's like a – I could see that being a pairing like three, four years on the road, like not next season or anything. But I think that fits, you know, with Dahlin's offensive side and Borgen's a nice stay-at-home guy. So – We'll kind of see how that goes and how his season goes, at least defensively. One guy I think we should jump to, because I'm pretty sure a lot of people are interested on it, uh, jump to a forward. He had a really good training camp here. Surprised me even. Got really close to making the team. I can argue he probably should have. He had two assists on Saturday, right? So what? What? how did Alex Nealander look in the two games? He's better. He's better. That, that's, you know, compared to last year, that's, you know, last year, last season, I should say, he was, you know, the puck battle they talk about, you know, chipping in pucks, going, trying to win a puck battle, get it back, things he would shy away from. You know, the first two games, he was he was going in and trying to get them better. You know, and that's something that was one of the biggest downfalls of the game is he would just watch a puck go, sit back, and wait for it to come to him. Um, you know, he did make a, a couple of mistakes, just like everyone else. Right. You know, I know there was, uh, you know, at one point the Amherst had a power play. And he skated up to the red line, dumped it in, officer uh, icing. Puck mm-hmm. comes back the other way, and Charlotte ends up getting a quality scoring chance. So, you know, it's those little plays like that that are going to keep him down here. Now, is it gonna, could he be top of the call list? Yeah. But if you make that same mistake in the NHL what's going to happen. It's going to be, you know, it's going to burn you even more. Right. Um, you know, he had, of his two assists is, looks great on paper. Uh, the first assist was, you know, he fumbled the puck trying to carry it into the zone. He went to shoot it in. It bounced off a checkers player. He looked around for it. Cornell took it in and scored. So, hey, on paper, it's a primary assist. Looks great. You know, we look at the details of it. It's, you know, it was kind of a, sl- it was a sloppy play. Right. Uh, second assist was quality. He went in the zone. He intercepted pass from the checkers player, passed Dwayne Simpson, and Simpson scored, and Amherst had a goal on the board. So that was that was good. So that makes up for you know the other you know dumping it in and getting a uh, icing call on a power play. 
which, you know, it's those little things that are going to stand out in the long run. You know, overall, preseason, first two games, it's, you can definitely see he's a better player than he has been. That's good. That That's good to hear, and it's encouraging. As long as he continues that, continues to keep that up, you know, I'll be encouraged by that. You know, us out here, we're the... Yeah, we're his biggest critics, but we're also <laughs> you want to see these guys. You want to see these guys succeed. That's the goal. If you know Nylander right. on the top line playing a top game and Amherst winning games, he goes up and you know it helps out everyone. Absolutely, definitely, definitely. Uh, next guy I'm going to jump to is a guy that I've kind of been high on probably for like a year and a half now. I kind of thought he had a chance to make the team this year, depending how it went, but he was actually one of the first players sent down, uh, and that's C.J. Smith. But he had a goal every night, a nice shot. But I. For me, I think he might be on the top of the call-up list. We'll get to that later. But he's a guy who's 23 years old, and I kind of wonder how much more development there really is left in him down in the minors, depending on what you tell me here. Maybe there's going to be a lot, or maybe there's not so much. But how did uh, C.J. Smith look in his first few games? Well, he looks solid. There was, you know, he's, you know, one of the classic things. He's a smaller forward, um, you know, but he he's fearless um, going in. You know, he scored the goal. There was, you know, other than that, he really, he didn't do a whole lot more. You know, he's, he didn't have any standout positive plays, standout negative plays, but he, he's definitely one of the more skilled forwards. And, you know, when you look at the bigger picture, it's it's kind of hard to talk, you know, other than, say, Nylander, who made a few plays that stood out. The rest of the team was just, kind of miserable is a, you know almost the best way to describe it they just they didn't have any you know there was no uh transition game there wasn't much of uh you know chemistry i guess you'd say mm-hmm. as far as everybody gelling and playing together so you know cj smith was he would have been leading scorer last year if he wasn't you know wasn't out for 19 games injured right um, you know it was rookie of the year and you know had a couple of different, you know, a couple of dry spells, but as you look back, it was all likely due to injury that slowed him down. So he's he's definitely going to be the top of the one of the top guys, and there's still a lot of reason to, you know, consider him and Nylander as kind of the two forwards if anything is needed. Okay, that's good. Again, good to hear. It's promising. So the last forward I'm going to ask you about, uh, he's a guy, you know, he it's Bailey and Baptiste. You know, and Baptiste is gone and. You know, both those guys are kind of running out of racetrack, and Baptiste apparently has run his race here in Buffalo. He's in Nashville now. But Bailey's still sticking around. He cleared waivers. And, I mean, he's a guy that, you know, a lot of those, all those, a lot of guys are on those one-year contract, prover contracts. And, you know, I'm interested to see if Bailey rises to the occasion here. And I didn't think he was that great in Buffalo, even though he got an extended look. I don't think he did anything to stand out. Um but um, maybe he rebounded in Rochester. Maybe he didn't. So what about uh, Bailey's game? Oh, Bailey played on Friday night, and he didn't play on Saturday night. Really? So that kind of that kind of tells you right off the bat that you know there was I had one one solid breakaway chance on Friday night, and then Saturday night he was he was one of the extras. He sat out, and Miles Powell, a RIT graduate, went in in his place. Wow. So it was, you know, it, hey, it's sending a clear message. You, you need to play or there's guys that are going to play for you. You know, it's, yeah, he's got a, you know, he talked himself. He's on a make it or break it season. Um, you know, I know that he's got a lot of support behind him. Uh, you know, coaches, management, they've talked to him and used examples of, 
Jason Pominville, Scotty Nickel, you know, those guys played, you know, four or five years in the minors before they, you know, moved up to NHL and never looked back. Now their numbers were a little bit better, different players, right. but they're just using examples of, Hey, it's possible. You know, it's just, you have to grasp the opportunity and, and run with it. You know, and he just Friday night didn't do it. Um, you know, was that a case of dealing with going through waivers and being sent down and then, when your best friend's being traded, that, that's possible. You know, we're right. all human. Right, exactly. Uh, right. So it's just one game. You know, he'll get another chance, and, you know, and it's going to be up to him to, to embrace it. Or, you know, there's plenty of forwards sitting out every game, and even guys down in Cincinnati that'll be willing to jump in and take his place. So before we kind of look ahead here, uh, is there anybody I didn't ask you about that you kind of want to mention that stood out to you in the first two games? No, I mean, it's. A lot of it was just, it's it's tough to say because, you know, you'd think Charlotte came in, they played a solid game and ran all over them. Um, so there really is no excuse when a lot of these guys have been playing together for, you know, for a month already between prospects right. challenge and training camp and everything else. Um, you know, the newer guys, you know, Olsen, Asplund, those guys, you know, they, they didn't look out of place. Um, you know, you could definitely tell there's going to be a, you know, learning experience to, to the game, a different style of game. Um, you know, I know on, you know, Olf's an example, he's expected to be big on the power play. You know, he was on the point with Redmond, who is, you know, I think he was one of the leaders in power play goals last year. And okay. between the two of them, you know, I think it's just going to be a chemistry thing because Redmond passed it to Olson, Olson passed to Redmond, kind of like, hey, you shoot it. Yeah, Maybe I want you guys to take a shot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure that. a new guy says, I'm going to pass it to the old, you know, the, to the veteran on the team. And veteran says, hey, new guy, you, you take the shot. Yeah. You know, those are, those are little things that, you know, it's, it was a miserable 10 to 4 losing weekend. But, you know, after two games, it's, there's, give it time. And, you know, at the end of the month, we may have a different conversation. But, you know, right now there were, uh, you know, just those little signs of that example, you know, passing it back and forth versus Charlotte scoring in the power play. They would, you know, get one guy, shoot it, score. So they can, they can come together. Um, you know, Asplin Olsen, those are the other two I said to think of that are going to be expected to be big players. And we'll see how they are in another couple of weeks. Kind of where I want to, I guess we'll, near the end here, but uh, I'll save the fun part for the last part. So we'll kind of look ahead to the games this week. So there's Syracuse on Wednesday and they go to Bridgeport on Saturday and Sunday. I believe I have that right. Or Friday, Saturday, one of the two, but I think it's Saturday, Sunday. Uh, Syracuse is a tough team. I don't really know how good Bridgeport is, um, but kind of, what are you, what are you looking for this week? I mean, are you, are you, you've talked a lot about maybe there's some issues with chemistry. Is that kind of maybe the main thing you kind of want to see improve around this team is you want to see them, at least look like they kind of know what they're going to do, familiarize with each other and stuff like that. It's the, the chemistry and, you know, the, the team, you ask them, is it a chemistry issue? They say that it's not an excuse, which, you know, obviously that's going to be the team line. Um, you know, the other thing is they've talked about being a tougher team to play against. You know, last year in the playoffs, regular season, Syracuse ran all over. I'm just playing a physical game, blue line to blue line all over the place. So, yep. you know, the roster has changed, but the team, the core of the team is the same. The way they want to play is the same. And they're, Syracuse is always a tough team. 
you know, no matter what their roster is, that's just how they, they play. And that's how Tampa has them play. And, and it's, and it beats up on the forwards. So they're going to have to work on that in practice this week and, you know, just come out and, as we say, tough game. They're not going to be dropping gloves, but you have to, you know, not, not get pushed around. And in going to Syracuse and do that, they're going to need to set the tone and, you know, and kind of prove, hey, we're not going to back down from being swept in the playoffs last year and this season is be different. You know, maybe like that Syracuse game is kind of one where they can, maybe that is the game where they gel together, you know, kind of, you know, what do they call them? Revenge games, even though it's, you know, right. it's the third game of the season. But, <laughs> you know, I'm looking forward to Bridgeport. I think it could be, you know, these guys have been stuck living in hotel rooms for, you know, over a month. You yeah. know, they're probably just starting homes in Rochester or their apartments. But, you know, ever since Prospect Challenge, half of them have been sitting in hotel rooms with each other. Right. So, you know, again, they're professionals. They get paid to do this. They got to deal with it. But, you know, maybe getting on the town and getting to know each other more will be a, you know, one of those good bonding experiences. So the last thing I'll kind of, I'll wrap this up. I'll kind of do this every week, maybe. That's kind of a, let, you're Jason Botterill. And there's an injury on forward and an injury on defense. Being able to call a forward up and a defenseman up. Who would be at the top of your recall list right now? Nylander would be the first. Uh, just because you guys can take, we've seen enough of them down here. <laughs> There's, uh, but you know, it, it's it's if you need a forward, um, you know, it, it, it could, um, he he got the points. Um, as far as defense, if you need defenseman called up, you know, I think that would be that would be Gooley, you know. And the reason be Gooley over say Pilot is, I think they would want to see Pilot play some more games down here just to get his feet wet, you know. Make make those mistakes he's going to make so they can correct them and then you know once he's ready to go up you know it'll be a flawless game. Okay, there you have it. So Nylander and Gooley at the top of the list this week. We'll see how that kind of evolves here week from week. So Keith Wozniak from Let's Go Make sure you follow them on Twitter at Let's Go Like we said, three games this week: Syracuse on Wednesday, Bridgeport over the weekend. Uh, the Sabres are playing today and then Wednesday against the Avalanche, and then they head out west for five games. So what kind of interesting if maybe they take an extra forward with them or a defenseman, depending on how injuries are. See so if that's something we'll be able to talk about um, next week if that does happen. So we'll kind of watch for that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, this was fun, Keith. You know, a lot of insightful stuff that I didn't I didn't get a lot of chance or much of a chance to watch any of the games over the weekend with the Sabres going here. It's one of the stuff I had going on. So. Some of the stuff you told me is I didn't know. So that's interesting. And I'm sure some of our listeners didn't know either. So I appreciate you taking the time. And, you know, I look forward to kind of doing this and getting a better grasp of what's going on down there in Rochester. Yeah, absolutely. Great talking to you. And we'll learn more as the season goes on. Yeah, definitely, definitely. All right, man. We'll, we'll talk soon. Thanks. Fight for what's right, fight for your life.